There was a point in her youth when Roxy toyed with the idea of becoming a police officer. She respected an iron hand and was drawn to danger and adventure. But her mother talked her out of it, fearing for her safety, Roxy would say. Roxy was her parents' daughter, a born salesperson with an entrepreneurial spirit. She was gifted with all the proven qualities of a great salesperson. She was tenacious, confident, didn't take no for an answer, was charismatic, reliable, and was breathtakingly resilient. She also knew how to fight mean and dirty if she felt the occasion demanded it, and often she believed it did. With Roxy, business was always personal, and she would soon become an enthusiastic employer of a cast of willing lawyers who would happily take her money and fight any battle on her behalf. By and large, the more genteel quality of a good salesperson, empathy, Roxy lacked. She was also inclined to arrogance, but one might expect that of a young rag-trade heiress, starting out in the multi-million dollar fashion business her parents had built from the ground up. Some might imagine the arrogance didn't matter, except it did. It was evident in the sacking by her mother six months into her job at Capitol. She wouldn't do what she was asked to do without argument, her father would say. I had decided at 18 that I knew how to run my mother's business better than she did, Roxy admitted in interviews. I was one of those people who used to try and tell mum and dad how to run their business, even though I had no idea at the time. I thought I knew a lot at 18. Roxy put it behind her and moved on. At the drive through window of the McDonald's restaurant in Dremoyne, Roxy had learnt to believe one of McDonald's founder Ray Kroc's sales mantras. We're not in the hamburger business, we're in show business. The restaurant chain was also image conscious, something that mattered increasingly to an impressionable teenage Roxy. The McDonald's countergirl smile mattered almost as much as speed and efficiency at a drive through window. McDonald's is a people business, and that smile on that countergirl's face when she takes your order is a vital part of our image, Croc had advised. Roxy would wax lyrical about her two years at McDonald's two decades later. The policies and procedures that McDonald's has in place put me in a good position as to how to run a business in a methodical way, she told the Sydney Morning Herald in 2016. Henceforth, Roxy's drive-through smile would be part of her arsenal. While being trained in American multinational corporate sales strategy, Roxy continued toying with the idea of a career in fashion like her parents. She would say she had, as a child, held dreams of one day becoming a fashion buyer for a major department store like Grace Brothers. During her days running a fashion outlet at Centrepoint, Doreen had befriended Linda Bowen, the designer and founder, with Raymond Levis, of the Dotty fashion chain. Dotty's Paddington store was a popular retail destination for the young women of Sydney. Spotting a gap in Dotty's merchandise range, Roxy would make diamante belts and bracelets and sell them outside the shop. Aged about 17, Roxy would buy the stringing wire and diamantes in bulk and spend her evenings threading them onto strands and then soldering the findings on the ends. She would then pack the lot into her red-orange Volvo and drive to Paddington. On Saturdays, the Oxford Street branch of St George Bank, one shop front west of Dotty, was closed for business and its Art Deco entrance foyer made the perfect place for Roxy to set up a street stand and sell her wares. On a good Saturday... She could make between $800 and $1,000 in cash. Demand was high, as too was interest. But Roxy soon began encountering the hazards of hawking. She found she had some stiff competition for the space. An incense seller, 
who often set up his own stand first, started harassing her. On occasion, he would hurl her goods onto the footpath. Roxy, accustomed to being bullied at school, would find her voice and stand up for herself. Occasionally, she would also encounter some of her uppity school classmates, who would throw the young street trader withering stares. Unfortunately, the manager of Dottie wasn't happy with the aggravation at her front door. Doreen would attempt to placate her friend. But Linda, mindful of the area's retail prestige, was said to have remained unhappy about having a hawker on her doorstep. Concerned about his daughter, Nick Jasenko found he was soon spending his Saturdays working as Roxy's bodyguard. After standing watch over her for a month of Saturdays, he would hire a security guard to protect his daughter for him. With all the excitement outside 354 Oxford,